welcome to yeah. the 81st episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. I am your host, CJ Melendez. Hi, I'm, Kyle. I'm Magneto. He's Magneto. Oh, Magneto, you're so hot. Please, <laughs> just, really, just like, uh... <laughs> really awkward intro. Well, last podcast, you were going off about how you wanted to be him to be your husband, so I'm here mm-hmm. with you, so there we go. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yep, it is a another... Wonderful Am I supposed day. to talk like this? Hi, I'm Kyle. All of your man voices just sound like that. <laughs> I know. It's just me going like this. Sounds like, like, McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't do voices. That's fine. Fine. It's I don't funny. have any <laughs> But it's a, new, it's a new episode, so brand new things are going to happen. Exciting adventures, discoveries, maybe. Adventures. Adventures. Yeah, we're gonna have adventures. I didn't we, went, we went on adventures. <laughs> the adventures of Skype calls. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, first things first. What did you guys do since the last uh, episode? Anything exciting happen? No. Nothing. What'd you do? Well, I saw Mockingjay last night, and that was great. Oh, was it? Mhm. I've heard some reservations on that. Like people are like, it didn't really feel right. Maybe it might be like one of those I films that were cut it. in half. I loved it. Mm. Like, Mocky Day is my favorite book. So I was like, yay! Tired time. But I have to wait a year for this next part. I'm so sad. Mm. Yeah. But was it. When are they going to stop ripping off The Running Man? <laughs> the Running Man? I think you mean Battle Royale. <laughs> running Man is older than Battle Royale. Yeah, I know. That was a joke, by the way. I don't think. <laughs> oh, it's I, I, oh, I know it is. I know you're not serious. So, what are you saying, CJ? Oh, I was saying uh, just. Pe- I saw people complain that it felt like one of those films that were just split in half I, for the sake of well, more money. I don't know. I didn't see it that way. Um, I thought they were going to end it a little bit differently, um, but I guess it makes sense where they did end it. Um, but a lot of shit goes on in the second half of the book, so. Mm. I'm glad that they'll be able to devote a whole movie just to that shit. Mm. Is it so this apparent? sort of just set it up for the big epic stuff that happens. Mm. Is it apparent is it that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was like cut down a bit because of what happened? Uh, he no no he finished filming the first film. Oh okay. He only had like a scene in the second film, mm. so that is n- we won't see that until the the second film's out. Okay. What happened to Philip Seymour Hoffman? He died. He died. Oh my god, you're right. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, I think we found out during a podcast episode, was it? Probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah wherever we record died. this show, we, we learn about horrible I, things. Sorry, I totally forgot. <laughs> Too many people die. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean what happened to him? He died. <laughs> yeah. I, I really oh, enjoyed Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. He died back in February, you're right. Mm-hmm. Such a and shame. we're still well. like, finishing up the, the second part. That's like what happened with Dumbledore and the Hobbit, where they had to get a, a new Dumbledore. Dumbledore and the Hobbit? Wow. Um, Dumbledore <laughs> and Harry Potter. Um, Nerd crit yeah, is like, gone. I didn't realize Dumbledore was in the Hobbit. Wow, maybe I just don't watch this. <laughs> didn't that happen, though, with Harry yeah, Potter? The first one died, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was in the, he was in the first one, and then he died, and he had to be replaced for two through uh, yeah. seven. The rest of them. Mm-hmm. He was a nice one. Uh, so is that one all you did? The worst movie. To... Go sorry. Um, I'm sorry. What? That was like, is that all you did, or you know, uh, what worth mentioning? Well, I recorded another. I po- recorded a podcast last weekend, and I started editing that together. So I'm gonna have like two podcasts that I need to put up. So that was kind of interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been working mainly. Uh, getting ready for CES and whatnot. Working late nights. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kyle? Mm, nothing that would be relevant to this. That doesn't matter. I can't really... How has your Final Fantasy fourteen been? What have you been doing? I didn't really... Well, I played it a bunch last night, but I didn't get to play it much throughout the week because uh, I was busy. But last week, this past week, I had off. I should have taken off this next one instead because everyone's going to be off for thanksgiving except for not in canada um but uh yeah i didn't really play it much um still a lot of fun um really really good continuing i play it way too much when i do play it (laughs) 
Um, I started playing Mass Effect, I guess. Um, I saw oh, your yeah. tweets about that. How's that going? Are you starting with the first game? or? Yeah, of course. Um, it's really did good. Did you play I... it before? Nope. Well, oh. yes, I did back when it came out, but I didn't really like it at the time. Um, and now I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's a good game. Um, it's got some problems that Mako was absolutely horrendous. Um, that's the vehicle you drive around and controls so badly. Mm-hmm. What's, it um, What's it called? The Mako. Like uh, from Final Fantasy VII? No, not the same one, no. <laughs> I'm looking uh, at stuff from Final Fantasy VII, okay. <laughs> the Light no, Force. No. Um, but besides that... soldiers? Oh, wow. I rewatched a couple random episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, real exciting. I watch a box cutter, and I still can't watch that one scene without wincing like crazy. Um, you remember what episode that is, right, CJ? Uh, box cutter. No, I, I forget. It's been a while. Gus with a box cutter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. I, I haven't played much of anything this past week besides... Mass Effect and Final oh. Fantasy. Uh, are you guys <clears throat> planning on getting Far Cry 4? No, no. I heard that was out. Oh, that's Whoops. a good thing worth mentioning. The whole Ubisoft uh, Assassin's Creed Unity fuckery. <laughs> that did why, not go why well. Why did they release like three games the same day? Did you realize that? No, because I didn't. they're being silly. They really like they created like they released Far Cry and Assassin's Creed the same day. No, no, Far Cry released, uh, like, a week later. Oh, did it? Yeah, a week after uh, Unity. But Unity and um, Rogue came out the same day. Two Assassin's Creed games came out the same day. Hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, something like that. We're very close together, that's all, really. And Unity was incredibly unfinished. Yeah, Yeah, Assassin's Creed is apparently amazingly terrible like no matter what platform you buy it on except for the the pc version is the one where the horrific horrific faces come up <laughs> they just have no faces and everyone's like oh i guess they really didn't know how to animate women they weren't joking they weren't they, we doubted them but it's true yeah um, there's a lot of problems with um like the halo master chief collection apparently has a whole shitload of problems too yeah that's it um, does i didn't yeah, hear about this this is a big thing that people like publishers keep doing is that they say the game goes gold, and then they're struggling to finish the day one patch. And with with uh, Master Chief Collection, they're still trying to patch it, so the matchmaking isn't awful. Yeah, the matchmaking is broken, which is kind of a big deal when people love playing Halo multiplayer. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's too bad. Far Cry Four does look like a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. I, I do want it. Um, I really um, I really like the bad guy. He seems cool. Troy Baker does the voice, right? Yep. Yeah, I was watching a stream of it earlier today for a bit, and I was like, wow, you can like get on elephants and then attack people. That looks hilarious. <laughs> yeah, speaking of um, you playing Mass Effect, I started playing Dragon Age 1 mm-hmm. uh, since all the hype for Dragon Age 3 was going around. Um, I originally had it on Xbox, but I couldn't get into it because uh, the game really wasn't mapped for a controller. It really wasn't no, designed for that. And it's just so cumbersome on Xbox, but what do you I'm mean? It wasn't. It was, it's it's a very mouse and keyboard type RPG. Like it's very uh, nasty on a controller. Which uh, is funny because apparently, uh, um, Inquisition is actually way better with a gamepad. I've seen several people say they're playing on PC and then they switch to a gamepad because it didn't feel right. <laughs> That's good for me though. I'm more comfortable on a controller still. Um, enjoying it, although it's very familiar and kind of old in that style of like. I remember playing KOTOR and Mass Effect. It's very, it's, Bioware has a style, and it's very apparent. But it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, other All things. I heard about with the Dragon Age is, is something about Freddie Prince Jr. being some Minotaur guy, and you get to have sex with him. People have yeah, been waiting for that for decades, and they finally do it. <laughs> having sex with Freddie Prince Jr. I think they missed their opportunity, though. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years too late. <clears throat> Mm-hmm, pretty much. But that game has really, really good um, character creator. It's really pretty. Yeah, it does. I saw people making some pretty epic uh, people. Yeah, someone on Gaff made, like, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. I uh, saw that one! <laughs> Daenerys, yeah, that looked scary. Like That looked like exactly like her. That was nuts. Yeah, really high quality. They all have really glossy lips, too, which is weird. Uh, but really good maps. Just, Did either of you see... a fan of lip gloss, okay? <laughs> Do either of you... Okay? S- 
Did either of you see that image that's been going around where it shows Heather from Silent Hill 3 and then some really ugly character someone made in, or some character model yes. from Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes. It's like, it's not, it's not really fair. It's like, because people have made really good, amazing uh, pick, yeah, you know, that, characters Yeah, it made its way on, no. uh, on Tumblr, on the Silent Hill tag. I was like, really? No. Oh. But I, w- I would say that that kind of comparison does hold compar- uh, oh, yeah, the weight in other games, because look at Downpour's character models versus like something like Silent Hill 3. It's it's still pretty good. Oh, no. Hey, Murphy Three's looked good, in... and Anne looked Three... good. Three, oh. actually, the other yeah. people did. <laughs> 3 look is like really ridiculously good art direction, but um, yeah. It, yeah, it's it was just kind of corny, because it's like a, okay, am, am I going to post this Daenerys one next time you try and say that like a, Inquisition looks bad or something in comparison? Yeah, it's just silly. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I did was I finished Shadow of Mordor, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I don't need an Assassin's Creed game when I have that. Oh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, Whitney, I forgot you're a super big fan. What What do you think about this Unity thing being awful? It, it, it makes me laugh. Uh, my brother <coughs> apparently was like, I got your Christmas gift all settled! And apparently, I think he got me that. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, maybe by the time you actually open it, it'll be patched enough that it's it's working. I'm like, oh, goody. <laughs> it's in working condition. Yeah. Or you could play without the patch and just look at all the faces. True. Well, yep. the faces apparently only happen in the, the uh, PC version. Mm, okay. Yeah, um, besides that, I didn't see any movies. I was sick for the week, which wasn't fun cold got me. A lot of people are sick this yeah. week. Yeah, it was not oh, fun. Um, did you hear about this um, Canadian series called Darknet? It was, uh, it was on like the front page of Netflix. So I, I um, <clears throat> it all centers around this like website, sort of like the, the deep web but for some reason these people can access it with a, a browser so i don't know mm-hmm. um about like people asking how to get rid of bodies and whatnot and each episode is sort of it tells the story of three people and how they're vaguely connected to the dark net website um it, it seemed pretty interesting i watched the first two episodes i was wondering is if you guys new show? it was um out last year i think it's like six episodes and it's on Netflix right now. Hmm. Can't say that I've heard of it. I think you might be interested in it. And it's a, it's a remake of... Um, oh, shoot. I can't remember what country. Uh, but apparently... I think it was a Japanese uh, novel or comic or something like that. Um, but yeah. Hmm. It, seemed, it seemed pretty interesting from the little I saw. But acting's a little... Uh, you know, horror fair, but <laughs> it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I had not heard of it. It's probably going to touch upon all that tour stuff, which is a big hot topic. But the the what tour? It's like a a network, dark internet network. I think. Yeah, it's it that that's what it's trying to be. Um, um so I don't know. You might want to check. There it you out. go. Recommendations. Uh, moving forward to some topics, uh, we're probably going to be a short episode today, but the topic I really want to touch upon is uh, the one that Kyle addressed in his article. That was oh. a kick-ass article. Yep, your kick-ass uh, mental illness and horror article called Calculating Infinity. It got a lot of traction, so I think it is something worth talking about between us guys here. We did a little bit last episode, but um, essentially... Mm-hmm. Kyle, how did it get received? Tell us about uh, the comments you got, maybe some uh, opposition, maybe some agreements you got um, with the article. It was actually kind of like overwhelmingly positive, which hmm. I was not expecting. There was one person that, um, in the comments on the actual site that said, like, oh, I don't believe media can affect a person's opinion at all. Hmm. Like, okay, huh. that's not true at all, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, did you read what I said at all? But anyway, apparently not. Um, but yeah, it was it was just something that was kind of bothering me a lot lately. Um, especially after I played the Evil Within and kind of pissed me off the more I thought about it. And I, I was thinking like maybe I should save this for after Christmas for when I have to apply for an E3 pa- badge and I I need extra articles. But I was like, you know what? I'm pissed off about this now. Wait, so why can't you write... just why can't oh, you don't... show it to them before? 
Well, he needs to be within three months. So oh. yeah, awesome. let's not get into that. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. But um, yeah, it was it, yeah, it was ju- I was just talking about you know the difference with being scared of mental illness or sorry the mentally ill versus you know being scared of drowning and why if you say you're scared of drowning it's not the same as it, you know no it's not at the expense of anyone and I think it's really lazy and, and interesting and it's not scary either you know no one no no one was scared playing the Evil Within that game wasn't scary at all um, I don't know I've heard people tr- thought it was scary. Well, I haven't wimps. played it, so I don't. Know. <laughs> they're wimps. They're wimps. Hey, a lot of people think PT's scary, but I don't call them. Well, actually, I do. They're also I could under. I could also. I, you, neither of you have played it. Um, <laughs> it PT me, yeah. PT is way more inventive than the Evil Within. The Evil Within's like, oh, hospital gowns, oh, blood, oh, oh. <laughs> wheelchairs everywhere. Yeah, wheelchairs are. <laughs> what that do? guy's crazy. Anyways, but yeah, it was overwhelmingly positive, which I wasn't. I, I just didn't. I didn't think it was gonna make people mad. Um, I was a little nervous about putting it up, but it was most. I mostly just thought it was just gonna go under the radar, and uh, yeah, and that's really all I. I I can't formulate a, a coherent thought right now, but yeah, it was just something that that was kind of bothering me, hmm. and I wrote about it. So. <laughs> Do any of you guys, besides Kyle, well, I guess you could also interject if you have any extra ones you didn't mention in the article, have any games that uh, bother you personally, like that touch upon mental illness? Because uh, Kyle mentioned that last, uh, the evil thing, of course, but I don't know, I'm trying to think of something in the past, maybe uh, The Suffering, or um, I saw someone For bring me, up... It's, it's less about video games, just in media mm-hmm. in general. It's always yeah. like mental illness is sort of like the fallback for someone doing something crazy so like uh, when i was telling you about the house on the end of the street that that mm-hmm. movie with jennifer lawrence yeah the one that pissed me off because it's just oh my god crazy person oh <laughs> no crazy person and house. all the suburban kids fucking little it, yuppies you know, are scared it's stuff like that that gets me upset or or i can't really think of video games because i guess i because i don't play outlast i don't play uh, play a lot of like these mentally ill ones mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Video well, games. just media in general yeah well I tried to focus it on video games um, just because it's a video game site so <laughs> yeah. but yeah the games kind of the evil within really bothered me at the one point this is not this is sort of a spoiler I guess not really I mean I'll, I'll keep it vague so it's not a spoiler where like most of the game you're spent chasing like a really helpless mentally ill person and while at the same time fighting off people that are all like this the, the game kind of like has this idea that it's like literally an infection <laughs> um what, like, like insanity a, yeah yeah uh, is it like, like rage from uh 28 days later pretty much uh, there was one character <laughs> that gets infected and like literally and his eyes turn red and everything I'm like oh, this is so stupid <laughs> um yeah anyways yeah the Outlast was pretty bad for it too. Maybe probably even worse for a lot of the things I was talking about. But yeah, I, Outlast parades. Uh, was this the is this the one with the guy who wanted a wife and yes, yeah, yes, Gluskin. He wanted a wife, so he would turn the male um, inmates or anyone there he can find into his wife and by mutilating their genitals. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But, <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very uh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm. I don't really know what else to say other than what I put on the page. I think what would help if if media started treating mental illness a little bit differently, maybe people would have a different view about it. Because just from people's reactions to when someone says, you know, hey, I suffer from anxiety or I suffer from depression, they're just like, get over it. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Tell someone to get over a broken arm, like. There, yeah, it's like it, there's a comic going around where you wouldn't tell, you know, a person who just got their arm chopped off to just sleep it off or it, it get over it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're obviously in pain, and you don't tell them like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine, just suck it up. You know, and I think if if our general media starts treating a mental illness more like it, it's not something you can just get over. Um. It might sway people's view on it a little bit more. I know we're not well, supposed to let media dictate, you know, how we feel about things, but it, it does help. I, I feel like a big problem though is a lot of games that do focus on mental illness. They put it in a in a way that either 
people are being influenced by some outside force, uh, where like um, condemned uh, the evil thin. That's that's how people go crazy. Essentially, it's a weird evil force that does it to them. There is there's no game that well, there's Silent Hill too, but not many games would try to sympathize with players and say this is how you can reach a state where you will be broken and you'll have depression or you'll have some type of mental illness. It's not just something that randomly pops up as if it is like an infection. This is it tells you you can reach this state by having something horribly tragic happen to you and it lets you get I guess it lets you slowly understand how that's something that acceptable and how that's something your mind could get into anybody. Anyone can get it. And I feel like too many games focus on just there's a crazy person because he's crazy. There's no reasoning. There's no it's just explanation. Lazy. Yeah. There's no context to why this person might be it's, crazy. It's, it's a lazy him. way to, ex- I don't know, give a reason for to someone. To make someone scary. Yeah. yeah. Or to make someone oh, they're killing everyone because they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing, that, I can't remember what I was going to say, but um, it, yeah, I basically said that. It's just, it's just a lazy way to, you know, they, they got this, the crazy nutcase psycho sickness. That's why you got to fight them because they got that. And it's just really boring like no, none of it that, that that trope like even regardless of the its detrimental effects um it's not scary it's never scary anymore it's so overplayed like like you know I, we were i was really excited for the evil within and like i guess i should have known because we, we kind of guessed what i mean cj and i it was mainly cj but had this idea of what the game was going to be about um yeah. or what it and it was kind of, kind of ended up being that. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I expected a little better out of Shinji. <laughs> a little yeah. more interesting, a little more creative. This was this the whole game kind of. Um, it just felt like a been there. Everything about it felt like been there, done that, been here, done that. Um, yeah. And usually the things that it's emulating, um, it's not as good. <laughs> As yeah. what it's trying to emulate, but it wasn't just about being disappointed with the Evil Within. Even if the Evil Within was like amazing game, but it still had this stuff in it, I would still would take the issue with it. Yeah. See, my kind of, like but I see, really look, like. Look, you're you're critiquing. I mean, you can still like a game and still critique it. And mm-hmm. what upsets me is a lot of people, at least nowadays, can't seem to realize that you can like something but still have issues with it. You know, you don't have to completely like everything and everything. You know, you, you, like you said, you know, Evil Within, it could have been a really great game, but you still would have had issue with how they treated uh, mental illness. Yeah. Uh, I love I love Silent Hill, but man, the voice acting was pretty bad in the earlier games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controls were clunky. Um, I don't like this sort of mindset nowadays that you can't critique anything without, like, Oh, you don't like it. You're not a true fan, or or, or anything. You know what I mean? I, I've just yeah, been yeah. seeing this a lot lately, with especially with some of my friends. Like they they might like tweet something and like, hey, you know, this is kind of icky in this game, and they have all these people jumping on them. Like, how dare you? But you liked yeah. this game. I don't know. Yeah. See, the thing is, I really, really do like psychological horror, but a lot of them do go into this this track of just like, hey. This is psychological because people are going crazy, you know, but I want psychological horror games to do crazy things with the environments, not the people. I want there to be mystery and uh, intrigue, and the problem is a lot of them just focus on this. these people or you or whatever is afflicted, and you are now a monster, or it's a monstrous condition you have acquired. It's not just something that you have to sympathize with, as, like I said earlier, with Silent Hill 2. Yeah, but I feel like I do like psychological horror a lot. I just not many people do it right. They mainly go for the surface level. You know, I think when I think psychological stuff. horror, I think of something. Uh, a lot of times, it's what they don't show you, and it's what psychs you out. You know, you don't have to see the gore, you don't have to see whatnot. It's the unknown, and it seems now nowadays, uh, psychological horror has become like just oh what these people are crazy and and mm-hmm. it's not a demon or whatnot. I, th- that was the reason why I like psychological horror because it was always about what was in your own imagination. They, they didn't, they didn't throw gore at you. They did. They weren't in your face. Yeah, like imaginative no. stuff is nice. It's mm-hmm. it, when it goes into just 
these monsters are crazy, or you are crazy. It gets kind of, it gets kind of, eh. It's also tiresome. You see too much mm. of it. Uh, but if you guys have anything else on that, don't have anything else on that, we can move on to a few little, two more topics. Uh, very short episode probably today until we get to the questions. Uh, you guys have anything else? No. No. Oh, that's good. All right, so go read that article. Uh, right now, I just want to talk about something we addressed in the last episode, which was the topic of indie developers going into PR meltdown. Quick little update. <laughs> the paranautical activity developer that stepped down from his uh, studio, he couldn't commit to it, so he's back. Oh. Yeah, so he's back at the company, and that's that. Huh. Speaking of, like, uh, meltdowns and whatnot... Did you guys did you guys contribute to Jim Sterling's Patreon thing with for his new site and whatnot? I'm very happy that he did move on. I personally didn't contribute because financial situation doesn't really help me do that. But I am very happy to see his success. I think he's like at nearly eight thousand dollars per month now. And that's yeah. that's pretty amazing for an independent. He's making bank. <laughs> he's making far <laughs> more than he did at Escapist, which is That's a lot of money. Yep. So good for him. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. I guess it is a good segue, because he did leave Escapist. There you go, Whitney. He did it. I didn't even think about it until now. (laughs) (laughs) He left, and he's doing better off, which is nice. Uh, So, yeah, that guy just came back to uh, Code Everest, I believe, as a developer, which is interesting. Uh, But they seem to be making steps to not focus um, their communication through their own personal channels, which is probably for the best. Don't need uh, anything bad to happen again on there. Um, and the last topic I really want to address, because we have several posts here about uh, Resident Evil Remake, and I think we said this before, but they released a new trailer showing off um, an example of their commitment to retouching up the game. And thankfully it's not just retouching um, textures and blowing them up and cleaning them up with a filter. They've actually gone and um, completely Remodel. remade an entire room. Yeah, it's... It's a room where I believe a casket. I, I don't know. If, is it Lisa? It's the. It's no. That's the Crimson Head Elder. Oh, light. okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's an underground room. There's a light source to the right, like a oh. boiler. It's. It's beautiful. They redid it completely. It's. It's all 3D model. It's no longer just a flat texture. And they said they didn't do that for the entire game, which is. I mean, you could debate that they probably should have, or they're just. It's fine if they didn't. I guess we'll see in the final product. But I am really impressed with what they're doing with this. They are not just going the easy way and just throwing this out there with a quick upscale. Yeah, that that would... <laughs> I'm glad this is coming out because ultimately I think all the Evil Within did was make me want to play Remake again. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the perfect time. I mean, that game is <clears throat> excuse me, arguably one of the best, if not the best, like survival horror game. It's mm-hmm. it's mechanics, It's it's got the perfect recipe. It it's really... It's I really do think that Shinji's best game overall. Just, I don't have any real big gripe with it. Um, I guess like the voice acting isn't very good, but um, that's to be expected. Yeah. You know, honestly, like Resident Evil Four actually had pretty good voice acting. Um, That was like the first one that actually did. Most of them, I mean, you know, it's never as bad as the very first one, obviously, (laughs) but. uh, yeah, it, it's a little flat. The voice acting in that in particular in remake is really kind of strange. Like I always remember, there's a a line Chris says where he's talking to Wesker, and he's like, "You killed them with your own dirty hands, you <laughs> son of a bitch!" And it's like, really, son really, of a bitch. It's like really flat. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like uh, a '90s yeah, drama. Yeah, it was really really flat. But yeah, that game is oh goodness, it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun game to stream. Yeah, and I think this footage is actually from the PC version, unless they were teasing for the next video. Because uh, in the background, the producer had a PC menu screen, and he just didn't click it, so he couldn't see the settings what was gonna be available. But uh, I um, bet that I bet that game won't have very good PC options, unfortunately. I don't know. Maybe they're teasing it, so maybe they're not trying to just avoid it. They might have something worth talking about. I- I still feel like so much of that game is going to have problems with like it. It might not look great if you play it in, in, in anything but four by three, but or whatnot. But at least they're giving you the option. Yeah, they're giving um, a lot of options here. I saw what it looks like. Um, the panning doesn't seem all too bad. At uh, sixteen by nine, it doesn't look too bad. No, it doesn't. Because um, like you I guys, said, are you guys planning on getting the the big collector's edition? No. no. Um, I don't want to import it, and I'm. They don't have a PC version, so I'll just get the PC version. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that. 
But if there's a physical PC version, I, I definitely get that. It'd be nice. This game is still so pretty. Goodness. I know they touched it up, but goodness, it looks great. Yeah. And a lot of people... I said it in my review for The Evil Thin, but uh, a lot of people were disappointed in that game because it just it wasn't this. And, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Bethesda was kind of very adamant on saying, The Return of Survival Horror. Well, like, the Chapter 9 literally feels like something from Remake. Like, it, it's the mansion from Resident Evil. It is. You know, a lot of, a lot of people really love Chapter 9, but I felt like some other chapters were just better. I can't remember specifically which numbers. But, I don't know, I didn't really like that one too much, because I felt like it was too, you know what this is. Yeah. Well, of course too referential, is. yeah. And I just, I, if, we, if I stood in there for a much longer amount of time, and not just like 15 minutes, and occasionally having to run from Ruvik, I would have enjoyed the setting much more, but, yeah, yeah I mean, that art direction, the guy, I, I don't remember his name, but he's fantastic. He really yeah. needs to be... He did both He did both games, by the way, that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, he needs to be utilized more often, because his attention to detail is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The Evil Within, though, um, the one I remember, the, the chapter I hated the most in that was that fucking city one with, like, the sharks and the, whatever they were in the water. <laughs> that reminded it me most so of some bad. RE4 parts, though. I actually liked it. <laughs> it was, I hated it so much. <laughs> it was so, like, throwing buck fucking bottles in the water so that like the the snake squid shark thing doesn't eat you i'm like i fucking hate this <laughs> <laughs> and then there's fucking deb from dexter like screaming oh god oh i really i really hope her dlc is um substantial i really hope it is because she's not you know she's not she's hardly in the game herself mm-hmm. and i want to hear her act very well because she her character she was very flat in the game the main game. Oh yeah. So I want to well, see if she's a little better in her own standalone part. Well, not standalone, but you know, her chapters. Apparently, apparently, the Evil Within was like extremely successful in October, though. I hope so. It sold a lot of copies, I which I'm kind of surprised actually. They um, um, they did market it like crazy though. Yeah, in New York City, uh, I saw buses with like the whole banner on it. Like they really went all out. Who who's the guy that <laughs> plays Sebastian? What's that actor's name? I don't remember his name, but I know he's on Sons of Anarchy. Because um, I was funny, because there's an Evil Within vid doc where it's uh, him talking, and he's like, yeah, I've always wanted to work with Shinji Mikami. It's like, you don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stand when they do that shit. It's like like when actors are like in, in comic book movies, oh yeah, I used to read the comic as a kid. Just, just, you, don't, you didn't read the comic as a kid. It's okay if you didn't. Just stop. It's, it's okay. <laughs> or, the, or when they do some shit, like I saw a clip of uh, Jessica Alba announcing Dark Souls 2, yeah, and she's I'm... like, Name drop Mario, name drop coins, name drop playing with brothers, name drop, and like, don't do name drops. It's it's so cheesy when people do name drops. Like, you, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to call them fake nerds or something, but it it's still, it still was like really cheesy. It's, you know, should you become you? Shut up. <laughs> it's when it's when it's true, it's very obvious. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, well, what's a good example? Like, Guillermo del Toro, when he used to talk about video games, like, before the whole PT thing. No, 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 he, no. He was a Silent Hill fan. He was a Silent Hill yeah, fan. Yeah, I know. I know. This. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, you could tell it was genuine. Um, but, yeah. Um, or Freddie Prince Jr. He actually really likes video games. Yeah, he's a, he's a big nerd. He said that he likes doing the games more than he ever did movies, because, like, he can go places and people don't recognize him. We should get him on this podcast. Wife. Unless he's with his wife, then everyone recognizes them. Who's his wife? They're still together? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Are they... Yep. That's nice. They are solid. They are Fred and Daphne. So, it... oh, Robin <laughs> yes, Williams was a big. Robin Williams was a big gamer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who, um. Yeah. So it's it's funny. It's funny when celebrities. Is Vin Diesel a big gamer too? I think uh, so because he because he did push for um the Chronicles Riddick sequel. Yeah, the yeah. Riddick game. And um, oh my God, I just lost her name. What she uh, look like? What she's Mia, in? Mia. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah, 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 she, Kunis, she's, yeah still, she's a big gamer. I remember, like, she was talking. You could, like, again, you can tell, like, she was talking about rating and WoW, um, and like, she was actually like going into detail about like how to beat like Ragnaros. It's like holy shit. <laughs> um, and like, I remember she said that almost every time that she gets into like a rating guild, that she ends up having to leave because someone eventually recognizes her voice, <laughs> and they recognize, her, and she's like, okay, well, it's over now. <laughs> what the fuck? You're playing WoW all of, for seven hours a day. Holy shit, you Mila Kunis? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> uh, what was what was her character in the, in that 70s show? I can't remember. Donna? Oh, Not Donna. Jackie. Jackie. Hmm? 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy, though, if you're playing a game with someone like, oh, wow, it's uh, Mila Kunis. Play a game. I just want, I just want to play, like, Burnout Paradise and stumble upon Vin Diesel. That would uh, make my month. Why Vin Diesel? <laughs> because of racing. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's I, like... I can't believe I didn't make that common connection. He's like, hey, Vin, you want to be friends? I don't got friends. I got family. He's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we just vroom, vroom, and drive down the road together. <laughs> God. God, speaking of people dying, I just remembered Paul Walker. Oh, poor Paul Walker. That was a shame. We're talking yes. about a lot of dead celebrities today. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> what the fuck? But if, yeah. that, if that's the end of that, uh, yeah, so we can move on to questions. Hey, would it be even more cool if you found out a celebrity listens to our stupid podcast? No. Oh. No. If, they, if you are a celebrity, please stand up and comment. <laughs> Hello, CJ, this is Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't that... If you're a celebrity, please donate money to the podcast. There you go. Hey, you never know. Like, there could no. be some celebrities who listen to survival horror and listens to stupid podcasts. No. No. Be like, wow, I can't wait to hear what CJ, Kyle, and Whitney did over the last two weeks. If it is, <laughs> just, just picturing, like, <laughs> picturing, like, Michelle Obama on the plane <laughs> listening to Whispers in the Dark. <laughs> Oh, that's CJ. He's a rascal. Nope. Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, God. They're talking about them horror games again. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they make fun of Resident Evil. Dang <laughs> <laughs> Rumpa's better. Dang <laughs> Rumpa game of the year. <laughs> no one well, gives a shit did, about if they, if they ever did a live action Dang and Rumpa, Chris Tucker should play Monokuma. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Garner would have to be Manomi. Oh my god. Oh okay, let's god. we should move on now. Oh god. That hurt. Are you okay? Yeah. No, <laughs> I like doing the Chris Tucker voice. Oh god. Oh I will go morning. Uh Chris Tucker. I miss him. Morning. Anyways. Okay, first question. From Milan Mitic, I'm starting by newest. Your pet. Oh, hold on. No, yeah, that's that's newest. Yeah. Yep. As you can see, a picture of Curry. Um, Europe hasn't still gotten its share of snowfall, second year in a row, even though we're the same geo parallel and the temps are several degrees above the average. What's going on? Global climate change, anyone? Anyway, back to topic. Have you played Curse: The Eye of Isis? And if you have, what are your thoughts about it? I have not played that. I don't I, even know what it is. I've never even heard of it. Same. Same. Have you, Whitney? No, I've not heard of it. Sorry for disappointing you. We haven't heard of that. Um, maybe provide a link on the post of the podcast. Uh, next question, I think. There's a second one here. Uh, going back to Kyle's exceptional article for this week, I realize nobody's touched upon the theme in Manhunt slash the Suffering Games. Manhunt games are all about mental illness and not in a good way. The Suffering Games are different, but I'd say they're st they still depict mental illness in a negative way. It's known Manhunt 2 had problems with game ratings and, then, and was even banned for a time in some countries, if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, I'd be interested to know what your take on them is. Of course, closely relating to the theme of mental illness. I have not actually played those, so I I don't really have an opinion. I've played both. Uh, I don't recall how much how mental illness factored into Manhunt. Aside from these guys are criminals and they really they're really prone to violence. I never actually beat the first game, but the suffering, um. I think it was all based on the player's decisions because it's you can be good or evil and but I'm not sure how much of a mental illness factor was in there besides just your morality. Uh, I'm not sure what the cause so wait, was if you're evil. Can you give me like a little like some manhunt? You're a convict and you're hunting other guys, right? Yes, because you're basically in like some type of game some rich man sets you up in. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, and uh, the suffering. The suffering. The... You are a guy who goes to prison for the di for supposedly murdering your wife and children. And Wait, I depending... thought that was the darkness. No, no, that's not the darkness. Oh. And depending okay. on your alignments, if you are mean to people or good to people, you did kill them or you didn't kill them. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. So I'm not sh 
quite sure. I have to replay the suffering. Too bad it's not on PC anymore. I would definitely play it. Um, I can't really say how. I can't really touch upon that and discuss it. Hmm. I don't know. Kyle, have you played them? Nope. Okay. Sorry. Oh, maybe if I pick up Manhunt, I'll I'll have something to say on it. It's on PC, which is nice to know. Is it on Steam? I don't believe... I think the first one's on Steam, not the second one. I think I own it because I bought, like, a many years ago, bought, like, a Rockstar pack, and I think it was in there. Yeah. No interest, though. It's it's uh it's fun, but it's very clunky. I it would be nice if Rockstar uh, remade it or something like that, because it is it's very brutal though. Like putting a plastic bag over someone's head and beating it so you leave no mess behind. It's a brutal oh. game, and the second one's supposed to be worse. That's why I had such issues, and you can't really buy it on Steam. You have to get it through. Uh, I remember Amazon. that because it was like it was like a premier Wii type, Wii game. Yep, and they had to censor it like crazy because it got an adult only rating. Fucking Wii game. You just get to beat people with your hands and do the motions. Well, you had to like castrate people with the Wii mode or something like that. What? Ugh. <laughs> but I don't know. It was literally that. But it was just really violent, and they they basically had to add like these filters so you can't tell at all what's going on. That's how bad it was. So um, they're treating it like a Japanese hentai. Right? Well, I think it was more like a black and white filter, so you couldn't see the gore. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Alright. Andy asks, Alright, it won't be it won't be an Resident Evil question this time. As long as a long time RE fan thinking about the series, it's depressing and it gets old and I can understand. Anyway, I have two questions. What survival horror game did you dislike the most? Off top of my head, like, Amy. I didn't like um the Animal Frame that much, and that seems to be like hearsay hearsay. Uh I guess Clock Tower. I really liked the uh Super NES one, but all the other ones pretty lame after that i have another one um if we're going on like games that people are people like prominent games but you don't like it code veronica fuck that game i can't i can't i don't like that one either it's awful i like I, <sighs> the story's fine the acting is hilarious it's all the gameplay can't stand it don't pick everything up as clear because chris is gonna need it like how am i supposed to know that <laughs> <So stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> kyle what survival um, horror game do you dislike the most? Um, Silent Hill Homecoming. There you go. Uh, that yeah. game's fucking terrible. <laughs> Still forty dollars on Steam, by the way. Uh, they never it... did put it on nope. a decent sale. No, nope. you can buy Bioshock One for like five dollars. Sometimes like ninety nine cents on a sale. Yeah. Homecoming. It's a terrible. It's even worse than the console version too. Oh yeah, it's, it has so many bugs. Like Destiny could not get through it. Oh, Without yeah. the game crashing like every two minutes. If you're listening Destiny, to the show, Destiny made by Bungie. No, Destiny, my friend. Oh, okay. The video game Destiny. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, uh, Konami did say um, Konami's um, Yuichi, I think that's his name. He did say that if you want to see something like Homecoming actually be priced reasonably, the thing to actually do is use the social network channels like Facebook and Twitter and tweet at them, and uh, yeah, tweet at them tag them, Facebook wall stuff, just message Konami on social media and to say, you know, I really wish Homecoming was better priced on Steam. It only makes sense. Go ahead and do that. It might work. We're going to do this. That'll be my lasting legacy. I made a game cheaper on Getting Steam. Getting Homecoming to be yes. five bucks? So I could, because I'm not paying any more money than five bucks for that game on PC. You'd pay five bucks. I want to I wanna replay it and stream it. Hmm. I don't hate Homecoming, Whitney. I don't hate it, hate it. It's very disappointing, yeah. but I don't hate it. You don't hate it, hate it. I don't hate it. It's got nice boss monsters. It's got nice music. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, That's about it. Next question from Noctis. Did you know the first town in the second generation of Pokemon games was named Silent Hills, but they decided to change it to New Bark Town? I thought Lavender Town was supposed to be Silent Hills. I don't know the specifics, but I did hear about this, like a Pokemon game was going to use Silent Hill in it. Did they change it because... Um, I'd assume so. I, I'm not sure, but I thought I thought the that the creepy one with the the, the creepy pasta ones, the Lavender Town one, mm-hmm. was originally going to be like named Silent Hill or something like that. Of course, I, I'm I'm not really into the Pokemon games, so I could be you know, completely wrong. Um, but no, that is interesting. <clears throat> Did hear about it, uh, Thomas? 
Thomas was reminding me that the thing that Ripley sings is You Are My Lucky Star at the end of her DLC, which was done really well by Sigourney Weaver. Really well. Good performance. From a, is it the Madonna song? No, she's like, You are my lucky star. She's repeating like the poem in like a little hymn. Um, oh, I just had Madonna's song coming <laughs> Sigourney Weaver singing Madonna while running away from a xenomorph. <laughs> That can't be right. How's that song yeah, sound? That, that, that movie. You can uh, be my lucky star. <laughs> She's waving her hands up right and wherever you are. Alien <laughs> came out like ten years before Madonna was like popular. Uh, Actually, when wait, when was Madonna popular in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this was seventy nine, I think, is when Alien <laughs> <Okay>. came out. <laughs> She's in the future, Madonna. though, so she had access to it. Shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a really fun and mental image. What was that fucking song that she sang with Britney Spears? That'd be really funny. Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, I know they, this. You know this, Britney. I, you got I know this. this. It will come to me. Okay, now I'm going to look it up. Britney and Madonna. All right, you look it up. I'll ask his question. Uh, my questions for you are, what makes a good survival horror game? And when will, it ta- what will it, when will it take for a new survival horror IP to get footing in the sea of horror games we have to choose from these days? So you mean, like, when is the new IP going to take hold and be successful um Whitney are you ready or should I just jump to this question oh, no oh sorry my my stuff me against matter. music there we go there you go sure okay I loved that song when it was out remember when she kissed her oh yeah that's the only was... thing I remember about it <laughs> that desperate plea to be relevant uh so what makes a good survival horror game now I'm listening to it hold on don't listen to it. We're answering a question. What makes a good survival horror game? I would say uh, a good story to begin with. Um, that is the most important you, part. It has to have a really oh, good okay. story. Yes, a good story. Um, you have to do something that's different because I prefer. I like. I like my survival Leaving horror games not to be just the jump scares. imagination. Don't show yes. us everything. Yes. Don't have the monster go bleh in your face constantly. It's fine if like we don't see the the big bad guy until like the very end of it. They just sort of stalk us from the shadows. You never get a uh, a clear view of them. That's great too. They just sort of mess with you. Um, A good story that has some sort of depth to it. Like you can relate to it. You, You might not be in the person's situation, but you can understand what they're going through. Uh-huh. It's a good thing. Uh, you can empathize with them. Um, yeah, I definitely think a good story is the first thing I would really look out of that from a game like that. Also, that, the gameplay has to be in a certain way that you don't feel overpowered. You don't want to be overpowered. You want to feel underpowered. Don't, yeah, you don't want to be overpowered, but, and you don't want to, I don't know, you don't want to be frustrated either. Yeah, you don't want to be frustrated. So it has to be a good balance between your ability to get things done in that game and just the difficulty of surviving. Because the word survival is in there, and it has to be some difficulty associated with you trying to either sneak around or retain um, your inventory. And, uh, and it doesn't ways. mean bad controls. I'm sorry, bad controls does not make a good survival horror That's game. That's what said it did. Oh. It makes a frustrating game. <laughs> well, Dead and Premonition, the game <laughs> part of it, I would argue is not very good. So <laughs> No, it's not. But it has a killer story. <laughs> that was the For most me- important bit. I don't know. I at some I'm kind of at the point where even if something has a good story, I would like a good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um it depends no good gameplay is entirely subjective. Depends what it's trying to be. But like like I, I'm so done with Telltale games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm so done with like oh, there's a QTE, press A and then press X. Like mash A and then press X. Like that Game of Thrones game, I don't give a shit about it. It's just it's going to be the sex um, I'm not going to buy any more of their games. I'm just, like, I played Walking Dead Season 1 and 2 and Wolf Among Us all back-to-back, and uh, choice really doesn't mean anything in those games. It really doesn't. Everyone ultimately comes to maybe usually the same thing, um, the same outcome. Like, things can change, yes, but um, ultimately it's, I don't know, it's it's just not interesting to me. Like, I just... I'm, tired of that kind of thing. Yeah, you eventually I, see I, the cracks in their design. Yeah, and I, I I just find that like if a game has good gameplay, I can forgive almost everything else. 
like that it's Far Cry fun game. To play, you could just sort of turn off your mind and play. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even just that. It's just more engaging. Like a good story is really important, but like that Far Cry Four, like it looks like its story is probably horrible, and but um, the gameplay it's looks fun to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I believe uh, uh, Jim certainly just put on his review for Far Cry Four, and he pretty much said it's a real fun game to play. Yeah, I mean, you could ride elephants and get people <laughs> blow up tigers. Blow up tigers. I've heard that a lot of people are now considering getting Grand Theft Auto Five because you can turn into a chicken. Oh my god, I can't wait till that game's on PC. It's <laughs> killing me. Things you yeah, can you're... do. I, I, I was thinking about getting it, but I have a I have a feeling I would just get bored. Um, yeah. I've only you know, tell, truth be told, the I, I I get bored of every Grand Theft Auto that I try to play. Mm. Yeah, I've always I've always really loved the series. I even put up like I wrote one of the you know take this dot org um the anxiety slash depression site resource for gamers. I had submitted something there a while back, and I was like, you know. When I was feeling my worst, Grand Theft Auto 4, as funny as it sounds, really helped me out of a tough spot. You enjoyed the bowling? I didn't. I, I was like, I was really lonely, so I was like, every time Nico called, oh, what's his name? Roman. Every time Roman calls, I was like, oh, I have a friend. Let's go go see some titties. It's like, no, I'm busy. You, I'm I like how you pronounce that. Titties. But, no, I've always been a big fan. Cool. But speaking of survival horror, uh, so yes, it needs to just be just be good and have that balance, like we talked about. And how would a a new horror survival horror IP get footing in the sea of horror games we have? Um, okay, so speaking on the first person indie horror stuff, it needs to stand out from that. That's the first thing. If it's going to be that like a first person game on PC or something, it needs to stand and, out. And you gotta agree, you don't like Five Nights at Freddy's, but it does have a unique. Uh... Setting. Setting? I like the setting. And I really wish it was like a bigger game <laughs> where stand, you could walk it around. It stands and out in terms of like, you know... Give me give me Five Nights at Freddy's mixed with Alien Isolation and then I'll say that's a fun <laughs> horror game. Give me that. I want to hide from those animatronic things. That'd be fun. I gave him the idea for the third game. There you go. But I guess... Uh, I, you know what I would actually say? I, going back to the what makes a good survival horror game, actually, mm-hmm. I take back what I said. What it needs to be is scary. Because so many of them are just boring yes. and not interesting. Because I was kind of thinking about, like, I mentioned that box cutter episode of Breaking Bad and how it's, it's not even supposed to be a horror moment, but it's really fucking unsettling and freaky and really affects... Every time I watch that one scene, it just... I'm, like, I'm being really vague. But um, mm-hmm. it's it really, like, shakes you, and I kind of think that horror should do that, but, like, almost... Every single game I play these days, I don't get that at all. Of course, yeah. that's subjective from one person to the other. Yeah. But. The horror aspect needs to be effective and needs to be unique, because there's one thing about horror that's... When other people copy a certain type of horror, it's just it's not well emulated, because one thing, you just get tired of it. Like, one game, let's say Amnesia does this kind of horror thing, and that becomes a new trend. Slender does this kind of horror thing, and that becomes a new trend, where you're being stalked. Horror does not lend itself well to being... And influ- yeah, emulated or being an influencer on other games because then we just expect things. It becomes very expected, and it's just yeah. Well, it you become desensitized. Exactly. Like, okay, it's that it's that thing again. Exactly. Like when I watch some horror movies, and like just the way the sound changes, the way the camera's framed, I know what kind of scare is going to come up, and that sucks because they don't try to do unique things, and it's really disappointing. And games do the same thing, which is unfortunate. Speaking of um scared and stuff did you guys watch the teens react to pt i i'm not a fan of those i i cannot stand those videos it is so cute oh my god (laughs) this one guy really does not like horror games and he (laughs) i felt so bad for him they all they all really enjoyed it well just just thought it was scary (laughs) just so everyone knows it's not the kids that i have a problem with i just can't stand i think the content is garbage <laughs> it was I mainly like, this this episode was just them they plopped them and they're like oh what's this and someone's like pt what does it stand for and it was at the at the open screen is it peaceful trees i hope it's peaceful trees See, oh, this it, sh- is- it, it should have been the kids not the teens do it to the kids 
No, that's way too scary for the little <laughs> and kids. And so that the, they 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 dropped scary. the kids in not knowing what they were playing, and they were they were solving puzzles and stuff, and they were getting into it, and some were freaking out, and others like, "Wow, this is a uh, this is different. Who would play games like this?" Yeah, at least PT does bring some fun ideas to the table, which is nice. Yeah, gotta, I thought that was actually. I know you two don't think it was scary, but I thought it was scary. Yeah, you guys subvert those expectations. That's what horror needs to do. And how would a new horror IP do that? Do that. Well, how a new horror IP get holding? Do that, and also you do you do need some marketing. Um, I feel like you need, you need good marketing. You can't just release yeah. a game and expect people to buy it just because it's there. Yeah, and I would Konami. even <laughs> I would even say like if you're worried that people won't like your game because it's too survival horror, just make a trailer that makes makes a trailer that looks a little action oriented. That's all. You gotta trick people, but in nice ways. That's... <laughs> Trick them in nice ways. Yeah. yeah, but people don't like that. Then they think they're getting an action game, and then they get the game. They're like, "What the fuck CJ. is this?" Yeah, CJ. People didn't like being tricked into riding in MGS2. They were tricked. God damn it! <laughs> people were still angry about that. That I was know, my first too. Metal Gear, so I was like, "Oh, what is this? Oh, did he change? <laughs> what, what happened?" It's actually, it's actually kind of amazing when you think about it. That it's is like a the big first troll. <laughs> it's a massive troll. It's just everyone wanted to play Solid Snake, and you're just some like whiny pasty kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Raiden. I never did. Yeah, Raiden's fun. Except, in, I I hate him most in uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Everyone says he sucks in two. He sucks in four. I don't care if he does an action bit against Vamp. He's a whiny. I'm a monster. <laughs> they won't love me, and he's sleeping well, I, the half of the game. It's actually like really. It always makes me laugh how absurd some scenes are, and that one especially. Like when he dri- when Raiden with his one arm stops, holds back like a like like eight hundred million ton like <laughs> submarine. Like, it's, like I know it's Metal Gear, but I was like, what the fuck? All the Snake. while wearing high heels. Yeah, he's wearing high heels. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Those, those games are fun. Uh, so next next uh, person, Frank Margarella. Time to ask some weird questions. Here we go. Uh, any interesting stories of weird, strange, or just dumb things that happened to you recently? Hmm. Strange things happened to me recently? Uh, not it's come up the top of my head. I got sick, which which sucked. Um, and my dog just wouldn't stop barking. That's nothing mm. too crazy, though. I'm sorry. I, nothing really crazy happened to me. I went to work and came home. Yay! Anything strange um, happened to you, Kyle? This week kind of like bled together for me because all I did was work on school stuff and relax. Oh, <laughs> um, are you almost done with school? Was that like yeah. over the first week in December? Well, technically I have like two more classes, but I think they're kind of optional, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm very close to done. But um, <clears throat> weird things. Something exciting. Well, something happened, but I'm not going to... Yeah, I better not talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything. All right. So, sorry to disappoint Frank, but if we think of anything, we'll put it in the comments. Uh, this one's directed at you, Kyle. Kyle, will you stop at nothing to gain political power? No. No? Not going to stop? No. No, I'm not going to stop. All right. That's answered. Now he's directing this to me. What was your most interesting target for a hit that Kyle paid you to do? I'm guessing he's referencing that time you were a hitman. Oh, he's he he you no, he's asking you who did what was the most interesting target oh, I paid. That you yeah. paid me. Oh, but you're the hitman, so hmm. no, I'm the ghost assassin or whatever it was. Yeah, the ghost assassin. Oh, that was like a year ago. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hmm. who did you pay me to take out? Hmm. Who do you uh, hate in video gaming? Who? Someone I want assassinated. I I don't think I should answer this. <laughs> Okay. And it won't be a surprise when that happens. <laughs> it's yeah, make, make it a character. Sick. It's not. It's, it's okay, not offensive. Yeah. It's if it's a character. Uh, I would like you to take out. Hmm. Who's someone that pissed me off? Can I just kill Tails for you? <laughs> Tails. Yeah, God, Tails from Sonic. So many people are talking about Sonic lately. Because <laughs> Sonic Boom is awful. That's why. Yeah, it's another Sonic 06. But, like, can we, like, when was the last time anyone had anything good to say about Sonic? I mean, really. Generations, that's it. Like, we always talk about how, what fandom is the worst. I really think that there really is no fandom worse than Sonic. It's absolutely frightening. (laughs) 
absolutely terrifying. What do they even? Bring the Sonic fans here. They're gonna lynch us. Okay. It'd be this. I I I can't take. I wouldn't be able to take like threats seriously from people who are like, "How dare you insult the blue hedgehog? How okay, dare well... you insult our Lord and Savior who goes so fast?" <laughs> I, go want fast. You to, I want you to take out the entire cast of Sonic the Hedgehog, all of them. You're going to use a rusty blade. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this picture, CJ. Can I crucify Tails? It'd be like <laughs> that. You're gonna, you're gonna be like Gus, and you're just gonna <laughs> box cutter all these Sonic characters. I'll, I'll make sure I'll get Tails first, and I'm not a big fan of um, Rouge the Bat. Like she needs to calm down. God, I don't even like thinking. She's way about too this. inappropriate. She's too inappropriate. I don't like. Can we move on now? I am scared. <laughs> you're scared of the Sonic fans who don't listen to this show. No, just Sonic in general. You oh, it's, I, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> he is a uh, fuckable monster. So what? You missed that. It was a thing I said a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> he goes fast. Wait, he goes fast. So, you know, we, we should probably link this, but there, someone made a brilliant video where yes. they took the uh, the Hatred trailer, but they spliced it from that Shadow the Hedgehog game. It was so fucking funny. Uh, it was... Oh, it... it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> My genocide crusade, and there's fucking this stupid hedgehog shooting <laughs> Well, like, I didn't even know that was in that game. Yep, that game's all about shooting. Sonic series is... is the craziest thing you can imagine. It, it's gone everywhere. I'm honestly surprised there's no first-person Sonic yet. Sonic used to be Mario's competitor. Now he's, like, all washed up. He's in Smash, at least. He's, that's the best Sonic game of the year. Well, of course. Is he in the new Smash? Yeah, he is. I didn't know this. Yeah, I played as him yesterday, and I suck at Smash. That game is really good. Yeah, I actually got to play it a bit today, and I played as Zero Suit Samus, and she was actually really fun to play as. Nice. Um, I wish I had a Wii U. I think I'm gonna have to get one because now they got Bayonetta two and Smash and and Wind Waker and all these things. They got some good games mm-hmm. that you oh. can only get there. Hey, we said our pro Nintendo thing today. Yeah, there you go. Now, Whitney, this is directed at you. Okay. Do you have any good tips for removing evidence from a crime scene? Like what? This is apparently this is what Kyle pays you to do because he doesn't I, want to go to I prison. Do, I do the I do the uh, cleanup. Okay. Do you do real life Photoshop? Okay, Whitney is apparently <laughs> the, the the mic of this. The what? Mike, Mike from Breaking Bad. <laughs> you, you just shaved head, like angry face. You just coming after every there's blood everywhere. Clear up your shit. You gotta sit down, CJ. Well, uh, a vinegar does wonders. Vinegar can take out a lot of things. Are you like the wolf from uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie? Fuck, uh, let's, uh, let's see, what's the, oh, I fucked that up, I don't remember the name. Remember Wolf? From Pulp Fiction? Yes, the wolf, yeah. yeah you just come in me. with your business that's suit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you shut your fucking mouth. We're going to do <laughs> this in I minutes. I a literal wolf. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she transmogrifies, too. <laughs> transmogrifies. It's a Harry Potter thing. <sighs> mm-hmm. I, have, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Become a pothead, please. CJ, I have to make this joke, but it's not even a joke. But the, the next time you go to a convention or say it's Halloween, you could actually do Gus from Breaking Bad. Like, I could see it. I'm not skinny enough or tall enough. You're skinny enough, God. No. Um, just you put on a suit. You can have a straight, <laughs> super straight face. Oh, can I be covered in fried chicken? Oh, that's racist. He's a fucking fried chicken in a restaurant owner. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's also the actor is also in Once Upon a Time. He apparently is he's like the Magic Mirror. Who John Carlito Esposito? Yeah, Th- that's his name. Yeah, that's wonderful. It rolls off but, my tongue. Um, he's, he, uh, the, he's um he's the Magic Mirror. He he went to Calgary Con this year, and I actually really regret. Um, I really regret not. Uh, going because apparently he was like really amazing to the fans like that i think it was the second day he was there he actually came dressed up as gus oh my taking god pictures of people with, with a box cutter <laughs> <laughs> like they was like that sounds amazing that's scary but um, 
Uh, so yeah, so Whitney does real life Photoshop to clean up crime scenes. Um, vinegar. I don't know if vinegar is that effective, Whitney. It works. You gotta use bleach. Uh-uh. Vinegar is, does magic. It gets blood out of a lot of things. You're frightening. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's the last question, so we did it. That was really short. It was a short um, episode. I read, like, the comments on the last episode, yes. and it just seemed like people were upset about our our answers. Like, thank you for being honest. Like, I felt like they're upset in some way. I didn't get Whatever. that. Who cares? <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Neither oh. did I. All right, all so right. that's the end of the episode. You can follow me on Twitter, at rsnick13. You can go to the helldescent.com forum to talk about horror games with other fans. And you can go to our Steam our Steam group, which is just Rely on Horror. Go follow our curation page, all that jazz. Comment on the podcast. Give it a like on iTunes and review it, whatever. There you go. Where can we find you, Whitney? Kemi underscore Rowe, Silent Hill Historical Society. Yep. Those are Twitter. That, that was my Twitter. Yeah, that's Kemi. what I'm telling people. Oh. <laughs> Kyle? Follow me at Levito. That's at L-E-V-I-T-0. Boom. <laughs>